again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to another season of Pirates Talk. As in past years, the focus will be on both the men's and women's basketball teams, how they're doing, who's leading the way, with local and national media members stopping by to chat, and we'll be connecting with alumni as well. Today's guest is Tony Bazella, the women's basketball coach at the Hall and a longtime friend of the program. Over the course of his nine years at the helm, the Pirates have been a regular postseason tournament participant, including a run to the WNIT championship game last season. And the profile of the program has never been higher. His team was voted to finish in a tie for fourth with DePaul in the Big East in the upcoming season. Perennial national champion contender UConn was voted number one, Creighton two, with Villanova number three. The Huskies, the Blue Jays, the Wildcats, and the Blue Demons were all NCAA tournament participants last year, so the Hall is in great company. Seton Hall returns three starters, including preseason All-Big East selections Sidney Cooks and Lauren Park Lane, who is on the Nancy Lieberman Award watch list. The award goes to the top point guard in the country. There is a definite buzz around this team, which begins its season on Monday hosting St. Peter's. And here to discuss what lies ahead is head coach Tony Bazella on Pirates Talk. Tony Bazella, welcome to Pirates Talk. You've been a great friend of the show, and I've gotten to know you well over the years. I always appreciate you carving some time out. It's that time of the year, isn't it? Right around the corner, the start of the 22-23 season. Uh, I don't know where the time goes, but how are you doing, my friend? I am doing really well, Matt. I'm, I'm actually feeling a lot better, you know, going through all those health things. I, I, this is the best I've felt in a while. Um, I love talking to you, fellow alum, and Obviously, I, I, you know, I'm so appreciative of such great work you do. Um, and, and I'm excited for a, a, a great season ahead. We have a, a special group of young ladies um, that are really focused, really into it, and, and very good players, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, we're going to be in a lot of close games. If we can win our share, I think we can have a really good year. Well, we're going to just dive in and discuss what lies ahead. But I do want to rewind the clock a little bit. And you touched upon it there with, some health issues that you faced, dramatic health issues. COVID certainly played a large role in what was going on around the team. And for all the success you had at the end of the year, you know, winning 16 of your last 19 and going to the WNIT championship where, where you fell short, but still quite an accomplishment. What a slog to get there. I mean, you didn't get over 500 until early February. So just as you review last year, what stands out? You know, our perseverance. Like we really... I think we really, you know, obviously the expectation is really high, obviously, you know, between Lauren and Sydney and Andra and, and stuff. But, you know, Sydney got hurt at the beginning of the year and missed probably about three and a half weeks of practice right before the season started. So we never got a chance to really play with her. And then, you know, Lauren, you know, the, faced some great point guards to start the year and they went right at her. And I think she, you know, started to play on her heels for a while. And so she really struggled. Andre didn't shoot the ball as well as she had shot it. And all of a sudden, you know, then COVID hit and then we're missing some kids. And we just, we just lost like three or four close games that, that, you know, I think the kids were shocked and, and, you know, and we lost to good teams like, you know, Central Florida, which is a round of 32 NCAA team, Fordham, which, you know, was playing great. You know, they had to keep make seven threes against us. And, uh, you know, USC, we, you know, we, they were a good, strong packed 12 team and we were just shorthanded. And then even in the league, you know, we, we go to Villanova, we lead the entire game, lose right at the end. 
Um, you know, we, we lose a home game to Paul where we just, you know, just couldn't make a basket. I mean, Andre didn't make a basket, I think, the whole game. And, and that's just not like us. And, and and I just think the pressures and, you know, just the lack of, you know, playing together and the cohesion really hurt us. And then we had a long team meeting, um, you know, the, the four our four core players and, and, and the staff. And I walked out of it and I'll, I'll be blunt. I did not know if it was going to get better or not. They were frustrated, not in a mean way, not arguing, but just like with their, you know, their performance and just playing and they just c- couldn't figure it out. And the next day we didn't even practice that night before we played Providence next day. And I didn't know what we were going to get. And um, one scored 30 and basically just carried us. She basically carried us scored like 15 of the first 20 points of the game. And then all of a sudden things started to turn. We, you know, we just started to play a lot better after that. And uh, I think we got our confidence. We won a couple of close games and all of a sudden we played Georgetown. I think on a Wednesday, we hit like 18 threes and all of a sudden the girls were like, wow, the ball's going in. And it, we just tried to play a lot better after that. Um, but they were, they persevered. They never argued with each other. They were never nasty to each other. They were just all upset. And, you know, it was hard and you know, their expectations are high. And I think once we knew we were eight and 10, we were, you know, part of this were like, well, you know, we're not going to get in that large. Then all of a sudden we started winning all our games. And at the end of the year, we we're like, well, if we win one more, we're going to get our large. And, you know, we just fell a little short, but then we get into the end and NIT and, you know, we had three home games. Thank God to start because the crowd just kind of willed us through the first game. We were frustrated. We weren't in the NCAA tournament. And then the next game we, led and they caught up at the end, but we won. And then the Drexel game, which, you know, they won their league. They won 27 to 28 games. Um, and they, they, it was a hard game. We were down four, six, eight points. And we made a great comeback in the fourth quarter. Our crowd was going crazy. And I was saying before we started this call that to you, that the crowd was so loud. They tried to call timeout. They couldn't hear the coach. We just ran, stole the ball and got a layup and took the lead for good. And it was a, just a great effort. A great game and then obviously we won a couple more road games but you know we just persevered and i think and we were resilient and i know it's going to help us a lot this year i really do i was going to ask you there'll be a carryover in your mind without a doubt i do i think most of the teams that have gone to the NCAA, uh, NCAA tournament have that have done well in the nit have gone to the NCAA tournament and obviously we went to the finals and it's the experience we, you know we have a hard league we're gonna play a lot of close games gotta stay healthy but if we do I think we'll win our share and have a great opportunity to be very successful this year. Well, and you return uh, three starters, two of whom had buzzer beaters down the stretch to win critical games. Maya Bemery beats Creighton in the Big East quarters. And then, you know, Sidney Cooks uh, beats uh, Middle Tennessee State with a late bucket uh, in the uh, WNIT semi. So they've got that experience, too. So. Great point. Yeah. So so now you do return the three starters. You'll be deeper, I imagine, because last year that was a bit of an issue, wasn't it? It was. It was. We 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 lost a couple of kids and we had some inexperience on the bench and um a couple of our kids didn't, you know, play the level that, that that they wanted to play. So we were very thin and we had to play, you know, six or seven kids. And this year, you know, we have um we have thirteen, unfortunately, Victoria Keenan uh uh, we injured her knee, so she'll be out for the year. She was our best shooter off the bench. But we have 12 other kids that all either have experience or, um, you know, have started in the past that are going to be really valuable to us. Our bench is going to be, I think, the strongest in the Big East by far. Well, that, that'll that also be an yep. awesome asset for, for you to be able to utilize uh, because you've got the star power, no question. Uh, 
Lauren and Sydney both voted preseason All Big East, and uh, you know, Maya Bembry hit the big shot. So you've got that experience there. The team was voted along with DePaul to finish tied for fourth in the league by your fellow coaches. DePaul went to the NCAA. The three teams voted ahead of you and DePaul, all went to the NCAA tournament. That would be UConn, Creighton, and Villanova, one, two, and three. I was talking to you at Big East Media Day. To me, that's a beautiful sign for Seton Hall. Listen, you want to be higher and, and you know, we'll see what the season holds. But now Seton Hall is recognized because the Big East always sent the DePauls and the Yukons, but now you had four teams going to the NCAA tournament and Seton Hall's in that conversation with those four. Seems to me that there's been an elevation of Seton Hall for the proper reasons in terms of recognition, excuse me, recognition of where they are, who they are, and what they can bring, what the program's all about, which has to make you awfully proud. It is, and, and I'm really proud of the players um, because, you know, they've done it from the Shadeen Samuels to Alexis Lewis to, you know, uh, Barbara Johnson and, 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 and then that group just, you know, continuing, you know, to, to, to get us. I mean, at the year of COVID, we finished third and we lost in the semifinals. We might have gotten in the NCAAs or not. I, I don't know. Then the following year, we finished third and we were 14 and seven and we didn't get a bid, which was, again, surprising to me, to be honest, but it was a COVID year and they didn't take many non-BCS schools. Um, and then this year, you know, we won 24 games um, and, and and finished a game out of third. So it wasn't like, you know, we were so far behind, like we were right there. So I do think the last three years, especially we've gotten our mojo back on us to be, you know, one of the better teams. And I do think it's important to be picked higher because you start off the year in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in women's basketball, that's as important as anything. They just, we don't get the same analyzation, unfortunately, at times. And, you know, like I said, I truly believe if we were a men's team last year, we would have been then so they tournament because they really value how well you play at the end of the year. And we would won, I think, 12 of our last 14. Only two losses were to Creighton by one, which obviously was a real good team, and we came back to beat them. And then, um, obviously, Villanova in the semis in an extremely competitive close game. So I, I, I just, I, I want to have us get the recognition early on. So we're in everyone's mind all the time. What is the view, uh, educate me, educate our listeners. What is the view in the basketball circles, women's basketball circles of the big East? Uh, we know with the men, you know, you said there's more, yeah, right. There's more analyzation. There's more yeah. coverage of men's basketball. And I think we all know where the big East stands on the men's side. What about on the women's side? Yeah. Well, I think the big East as a conference is starting to, you really work extremely hard um, in, in, in getting our name out there and doing it. Obviously having UConn gives us a little bit more of a, uh, of a name and, and more recognition of our league, but Creighton going to the elite eight, Villanova winning a game in the tournament, us, you know, DePaul going 15 of the last 16 years, us going to the finals of the WNIT. I mean, those are really important things that happen that, 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 you know, get notoriety for our league. And the league is really pushing us hard. The league is very committed to women's basketball as a whole. Our, our commissioner is obviously a huge advocate of, of women's basketball. I mean, you know, uh, Val Ackerman is amazing. But, you know, she's hired some really good people around her to, um, you know, really promote us. We're trying to do what the men are doing and get a couple of challenges with some of the BCS leagues. And, 
we have a, a new lady, Jackie Campbell, that's really pushing that hard and just getting us to play, you know, like us, we're, we got Rutgers back on the schedule. That it's, was really it's great. That's awesome. We, we have to do that. And, and, and uh, we, we, you know, we, we, you know, we're going to play them hopefully every year, home and homes. And this is great. And, you know, we got, you know, into, invited into one of the biggest, um, you know, tournaments, which is this U.S. Virgin Island tournament with us in Georgia and Wisconsin. And, you know, on the other side, it's like Arkansas and Texas A&M. So it's really a lot of great schools in that tournament. Um, so that's going to give us notoriety. And then having UConn play and, and do what they do, you know, I mean, you know, we had, you know, they had a lot of hard games in our league and they still made the national championship game. So, you know, it's saying a lot more for our league. What we really need and what we are getting is strengthening from the bottom, though. We had three teams that were were not good and really struggled to get an RPI above 230. And we can't have that because you're playing each team twice. And that's the difference between the men's team. As bad as Georgetown was, I think their net was only uh, 180. We had three teams over 230. You're playing each of those teams twice. That's six games above 230 that you're playing in the net. And even though we won them all, it's still not helping you. Yeah, it becomes one of those, well, yeah, you won, but, and and that doesn't help when it comes to bid time or recognition time. So right. aw- awesome that, that that the bottom is is doing their part as well, and, and yeah. the, the league is dragging everyone along with them, and you're pushing, which is what you need. And, and you're right, Val provides awesome leadership at the top of it. Rutgers is the second game of the season. You open up against St. Peter's at Walsh on November 7th, so just around the corner, and then four days later, you're at Rutgers. Rutgers is still Rutgers. They're not what they once were, but why was it important to get that game back on the schedule? I think, you know, we, we, you know, us, you know, we want to play obviously the best teams, but you know, I, I just think it just gets the state excited. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, obviously we're huge rivals. I mean, listen, the men's game is second to none. It's totally sold out, but for us to grow the game and grow the game of women's basketball, we need to play each other. And I think including Princeton as well in that, I mean, they're a top 25 team in the country. So we play every year, you know, and, and now the Rutgers is going to play them as well. So, you know, I give their athletic director a lot of credit, Pat Hobbs, because I think he pushed this through. And uh, obviously Vivian was retiring and, you know, there's a little gap there. Um, she had agreed to it before, right before she retired. But but we, we got her to, you know, I think he, he pushed. And I think it's really important. Um, it just it every high school kid in the state knows Seton Hall, knows Rutgers. So let's play each other, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and, 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 and it's 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 it's. I think going to have a lot of juice, a lot of excitement. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that um, our kids are really looking forward to developing, a, you know, a tradition once again um, w- with Rutgers playing them each year. It'd be awesome. And I, I meant no disrespect uh, when I was saying Rutgers is not what Rutgers, but they no, had hit, hit some hard not. times. They, no, no. Yeah, they hit some hard times. They are. And, you know, and, and co- you know, coach, coach wasn't. Uh, feeling well at the end mm-hmm. so you know it wasn't as strong but you know two years before that they they had made the tournament and you know last year they struggled and and, and obviously they have a new staff now that's going to do a great job cook we you know, washington is, is is a wonderful person a, a really good coach um she was an excellent coach head coach at penn state and you know she played at notre dame she's an assistant at notre dame um she's really a lovely person too and you know they're gonna they're gonna they're going to continue to build that. And we want them to be good. And they want us to be good because that's just another good game we'll play. And I think that's just, 
going to be exciting and fun. And, you know, when we're both hopefully top 25 teams at one point, it's going to be an even, you know, more exciting, you know, event. But right now, I, 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 we're both teams, I'm sure I'll be very excited. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of, in detail about your players. And I, I, you have to start with Lauren because of what she's been able to accomplish. I guess it was two seasons ago, her sophomore year, where she kind of had a coming out party against UConn, you know, and right. It, the game is televised. It's on SNY. Everyone wants to watch UConn and Paige Beckers. And I think everyone came away and said, who the heck is that little dynamo <laughs> yeah. running end to end and doing such marvelous things. But the recognition means more pressure because people know what she yeah. can do. And you talked about last year, how she faced all of that. Uh, but she's on the Lieberman watch and she's all big East and what makes Lauren Park Lane tick? She's so competitive, Matt. Oh my goodness. I love it. Um, and it, it's, 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 a you know, something that she's just got to, you know, learn to keep under control. Like, you know, she's just a really competitive kid and she gets really frustrated with herself. And I told her, you know, when you get frustrated with yourself, your teammates don't have the leader that you need them to have. And we talked about it at length today, in fact, um, you know, on Thursday, you know, she struggled a little bit in practice and she was very upset with herself. And I, I just need her to be her. And um, she's come a long way. I can never get upset with someone who cares as much as she does. Um, and my job and my staff's job is to mentor her and get her to use that competitiveness in as much a, you know, way to, you know, you know, be successful. Um, because when she's going good, there's not many players in the country that are bad enough. And I told her, I said, you know, you learned a lot last year. You got, you know, you, you made a lot of great strides and let's continue to make strides now. Yeah. She can score. She can dish. There's not much that she can't yeah. do. And she is just a, a bundle of energy and she's a lot of fun to watch when she's out there. Tell me about, Let, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just want to add, and, and you know, and people forget, you know, five, three <laughs> led the country in minutes played led the country in assists. I mean, though, I mean, she wasn't like top two, top five, top 10 She was number one in both categories. Like that. I mean, it's amazing. She's a, uh, you know, she plays so hard and so tough. And then, and then, and then, you know, just continues to, to just excel and play through it. And, you know, started every game she's ever played here at Seton Hall. You know, that, that's, it's, that's a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. It is. I had her on the show last year, and she's just a wonderful representative of herself and her family and and, and the university as well. Just a, a terrific pirate for sure. Sydney Cooks, also on that uh, Big East preseason first team. We talked about the big shot that she hit against Middle Tennessee State. She'll give you some inside play, of course. Let me tell you, gotten a lot better. In very good shape. I, I, I turned to my staff at many times and i'm like we're not getting her again (laughs) she's 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 a claire wnba prospect high level i mean she's shooting the ball so well she's playing so confident matt like you know that first half of the year she was hard for us she missed all that time Mm -hmm. she knew she hadn't worked out with us during the summer because um she wasn't um she hadn't passed she hadn't graduated quite yet so she comes in september practices about a month misses a month all of a sudden she's playing like, you know, oh, she just never got, you know, in shape and in the rhythm. And then second half, you know, she got more consistent, got healthier. And all of a sudden I was like, this kid's unbelievable. And then stayed up here for the summer, 
worked on her game with Coach Jose and Matt. I gotta tell you, she's really good. Like I, I turn around sometimes and I'm like, wow, this is really good that we have her. So um, you know, she and and, and really is, you know, just a nice kid. Just you know, tries hard, never misses anything. Works extra. I mean, she's a really nice kid. Uh, I, I met her Big East Media Day as well, and and she was wonderful to speak with. Maya Maya Bemery, the third returning starter. Uh, where where is her game changed? She, she's in much better shape. She's much more confident. Uh, you know, shooting the ball really well. She's handling the ball extremely well, and she's our best defender. So that hasn't changed. She hasn't taken that off or n- not taken that as a high priority. She's doing really well. All right, last couple, and I'll let you go because you've yeah, given me no. far more time uh, than I deserve, quite frankly. No. So you, you mentioned uh, the one injury that will cost you, Victoria Keenan, right? She's gone for, yes. the, for the year. Yep. Who else is back or who else will play important roles for you? I think all of our transfers. Um, the, 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 the kid, Azana Baines, is really um, just a – she's going to be the next really good player at Seton Hall. She, the lefty – she started out at Duke, did well, wanted to get a little closer to home, went to Virginia Tech, did well there, and now um, just decided to come back to Jersey. She's a Jersey kid, so um, we'll have her for two years. But she's um, got a, a similar game to Desiree Elmore, who made first team all, all conference with us a couple of years ago, but actually has a better shooting ability from the perimeter and and and, and it is is a really skilled player um i love her um great kid works super hard um like i said i think going to be one of the next stars of our program certainly an, an all beast um level player um and then we have um alexia lesh has come back to us um she graduated went to um started grad school at appalachian state to be closer to her family and then um her, her sister and then said called us at the end of the year and said listen you know I, it's you know would you take me back and we were like yeah like it was great and she's come back with a lot more confidence in her game she was newcomer of the year of the Sun Belt and uh, she's she's gotten uh, she's gonna be a really good player for us and I think the last kid that um two other kids um Case Adderfield uh transferred from uh, Ohio State Xavier was one of the top players in the country coming out of Christian High School, ranked top 25 in the country. She's a dynamic offensive player. And um, Shea Hagan's a transfer from um, Penn State, really um, does a lot of things at the guard spot that we we miss. Driving the ball, a really good defender, um, just tough, a little grittier um, uh, player than, than we've had in the past. And I have to comment on one kid, other kid. Shaylin Pinkney, our freshman, we've had some great ones, but it's still early, but she's a talented kid who's actually going to play a good role for us this year. Well, it's an awesome situation that you find yourself in with uh, players that will push each other, players that will make the team better. Uh, You'll be deeper, as we talked about earlier. So what is this season all about? What, what, what makes you excited besides the fact that you love what you do and you don't know what the future holds and, so you get out on the court and every game is a test, but what excites you about this team as you look ahead and, and what can this team do? And that's the last no, one. We'll let you go. No, I'll stay as long as I want. I appreciate your time. I, I just, you know, every coach says it. I like my team. I, you know, I've done this for 10 years at Seton Hall and, and, you know, I, I've been blessed for nine years. You know, we've had good kids. We, we do, but this team is a really good team together. 
And that's what I really like. I don't have to, we don't have to do team oriented things. We don't have to do team bonding events. They just do it themselves. I mean, they just hang out, they play, they're in the gym, they go to a movie. A bunch of them went to movies the other night. Like we haven't done that in the past. You know, we, yeah, when we did team activity, they all come, they all get along, but they wouldn't do a lot of team things together. This group does a lot of just team things together. And it's just from maybe having dinner. Um, the other night we had to have dinner with a, a few um, um, booster fans. And I said, well, you know, anyone wants to come, just, just let me know. Whole team wanted to come. Like that's really different and that's great. And uh, I think that's why we're going to be really good too. Yes. We have really talented players. Two of the best players in the big East are here. Um, uh, you know, you know, voted on, let alone, I think Azana is going to be right there too. But I do think them getting along and playing together um, will be a great like marriage together. It's not just one thing. It's just both of them together. Well, it's very exciting. Uh, the season is just about upon us. St. Peter's is the opponent that kicks things off. And then Big East play starts in December. You talked about the tournament and nationally televised games. We didn't even touch upon that. Seton Hall will be broadcast four times across the country. Awesome yeah. stuff, Tony. Uh, we wish you the very best of luck. And I hope I can book you as a guest sometime halfway through the season for a review and looking ahead again. I would love that, Matt. And thanks for being such a great ambassador. You know, one's basketball is both a tremendous broadcaster and as an alum, it means a lot to us. You know, your podcast is fantastic. And, you know, and obviously the work you do with the Devils is second to none. So, you know, I just want to thank you. I, I do want to tell the fans that this is a fun group. Like, you know, we're going to have a lot of great players come through this, but we're not going to get another Lauren Park Lane. We're not going to get another Sydney Cook every year. So you need to come watch them along with the rest of the girls. They're, they're, they're good kids. We, we have 12 really talented players to play. They're, they're, they're good players. And, you know, I, I'm excited. And we have a great schedule. The week of Princeton, Columbia, two of the best teams, not only in the Ivy League, but on the East Coast. They're, we're going to need our fans there. We definitely will. Well, Pack Walsh, let's uh, make some noise and help uh, the Pirates out. Tony, again, thanks for your time and good luck. And that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk. Thanks to women's basketball head coach Tony Bazella for his tremendous support over the three-plus years I've been doing this podcast. That support is very special to me, and I wish him and his team the very best of luck this season. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of today's show and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme. His help is invaluable, and I am most grateful for his work, but more importantly, for his friendship. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Lachlan. Until next time, be safe, be well, and let's go Pirates.